are listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. Well, good morning. Good morning. Man, it has been a fun morning so far. I know that we showed them a little bit of love earlier in the service, but I mean, these TVC kids, volunteers and staff do an amazing job. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to count of three. I want to give, I want you guys to give the biggest TVC podunk hillbilly holler that you can do, okay, on the count of three to thank these guys for what they do. One, two, three. Let's hear it. Yeah, these guys are heroes, okay? Every week with your kids, your dirty kids, okay? I got four kids. I like two of them. You know, I don't know if I want to. They're sitting over there. They're like, which two? I don't know. Is it you? I don't know. Okay, so I have a question for all of us, and I'm sure that we can answer that. Who at times, be honest, who, who at times has had trouble staying focused or being distracted. Anybody? Okay. Yeah. So a lot of us, and that's what we're going to talk about today is really focusing on the distractions in our life so we can focus on what God is trying to say to us. And this is going to be a two week series. So this week and next week, this week, we're talking about staying focused from the distractions. Next week, we're going to be talking about the courage, what it takes to have courage when you feel God is calling you to do something. And it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a great message. So look, I, I'm, I know for me that if I am not intentional about staying focused, I'm overcome by the power of the distractions around me. You know, some people call it ADD. I think I'm guilty of that at times. And also growing up, since I was a little tiny Brian in school, um, I can remember the teacher. Maybe you guys can relate to this and students in the room. I remember the teacher would start to talk and give their lesson, and all of a sudden I'm gone. Like I'm daydreaming. Like, you know, and I'm thinking about playing keyboards for Bon Jovi, dun, 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 you know, and I'm thinking about lead singer for Def Leppard. You know, I could do this. I could do that. And 20 minutes later, I pop back in and I'm like, oh, poop. I did not hear a word that teacher said. And sometimes I got caught. And sometimes they're like, hey, Brian, what did I just say? And you're like, oh, I got to make something up real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, nah, it's not even, you're not even close to what I said. And I'm sure you guys can relate to that, students in the room. I know you can relate to that because ever since I just started talking, I saw you drift off, okay? (laughs) I saw you start to daydream. And honestly, school was hard for me because I had not developed ways to keep myself from losing focus and getting distracted. Here's what I believe that we need to do when it comes to unhealthy, unnecessary distractions in our life. We need to recognize them. We need to recognize it. We need to change it. And we need to release it. We need to let it go. And I bet if I were to ask anyone in here, if I were to say, hey, what is distracting you right now? You probably have an answer. You could give an answer to that. But here's the thing with distractions. Not all distractions are bad. Uh, Parents, your kids, they're not distractions, okay? Kids, your parents are not distractions, okay? Most of the time, we're just back there trying to figure it out. Like, I don't even know what to do. This is, what, this is how we're going to do it. One of the big things for me is 
my cell phone. And I'm sure everybody in here, everybody watching online or any of our campuses has a cell phone. And my cell phone is a huge distraction. And I know that. And I, 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 can, I can spend hours on it. And here's the thing with the cell phone that I think distracts us. And that's one, social media. Anybody distracted by social media? Whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, or Snap, Snapchat, or whatever it's called. I don't know. don't have them. Um, but you can spend hours and hours scrolling through these feeds, and you do not care about that person's dog. You just don't care. But yet, yeah, there you are scrolling through it. How about this news? Anybody have news apps that you watch, you look at your phone and you go on there and like you know every hour and you're just checking the news? The only thing news apps will do for you is get you angry. Okay, <laughs> stay off the news apps. Games. Anybody play games on their phones? Yeah, I am not a gamer, but I'll tell you, I got one game on my phone: Angry Birds. Okay, <laughs> Angry Birds. Also one of my most favorite animated movies, by the way. But Angry Birds is on my phone. I love a good game of Angry Birds. At one time, I had Frogger, okay? Does anybody remember Frogger? Atari 2600 people, come on. Um, you know, the, the frog is trying to get across the road. It's great. The last one, I hate to even admit, because it kind of shows I'm getting older, okay? Now, I'm not as old as some of you, but still, I'm, you know, getting up there. But how about the weather app? Yeah, anybody check the weather app on their phone constantly, like every 15 minutes, like it's going to change just because it's Michigan, right? So we're constantly looking, oh, you know, the funny thing is about the weather app, it does change. Like you look on there and 20 minutes later, now it's snowing. Okay, so old people do this. One, I would say probably the biggest distraction on my cell phone is YouTube. YouTube. And here's the thing with cell phones, it's always available. So when I want to be distracted, I just go to YouTube. And there's so much good stuff on YouTube. I watch a lot of sermons on YouTube. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries. I learn uh, a lot of stuff. And one of the things that I've been completely drawn into right now is a guy called the Detail Geek. Okay? And you're like, what is that? This is basically a guy that cleans cars, right? He just cleans cars. He details cars. He gets his power washer out. He starts to get the dirt off. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I loved it so much that I went out and I bought a power washer. That's how much I love it. And, I'm, and then he cleans the carpets, you know, and he's shampooing and he's cleaning. I just find it so satisfying. But the truth is, the truth is, it's not so much that I love to see a guy clean cars, although I do find it fascinating. It's that it distracts me at that moment and puts off having to deal with or do something I don't want to do. Can anybody relate to that? Kids, I'm sure you're trying to find reasons not to do your homework and your chores. You're looking for distractions. And this is where we find the trouble with unnecessary and unhealthy distractions in our lives. And what can happen is over time... We rely on those distractions to feed us. Almost as much as we rely on food to feed us, we rely on our distractions to distract us because they're feeding our minds when we should be focused on something else. And I'm the guiltiest person I really am, and I'm preaching to myself today. As I described a few minutes ago, this is me. 
But the problem is when I get distracted, all the voices around me in my world fade away, including the voice of God and the Holy Spirit who is trying to speak to me, trying to tell me something and calling me to be and calling me to do something. But I'm too distracted to hear it. And when distractions have that much power in your life and in my life, we need to change it. We need to recognize it and change it and let it go. And I'm not sure if you guys remember the movie Wally, okay? You know, back to the Disney thing. Wally, here's Wally. Anybody seen that movie? I can I could talk about Wally because it's kids weekend and you know, all my kids are getting older. I remember when they were little. I would watch animated movies with them, and that was an excuse to watch the animated movie because they're my kids. I got to watch this movie. I'm not really that interested. Yeah, sure, you know, I'm crying, but it's okay, you know. It, Wally is a good example, in my opinion. At the end of the movie, if you've seen it, um, Wally goes up to a spaceship because no humans can live on the earth anymore, and all the humans live on a spaceship. And over decades and decades and decades, these humans have become lazy. And you find them in these, like, hover-around beds. They're, like, just laying there, and they got screens in front of them. You know, and they're like, and they're just calling their friends. Even though the friend's, like, right next to them, they're just talking to them on the screen. Does that sound familiar? And I think at the end of the movie, you see uh, everything kind of fall apart. Everything kind of shut down. The screens come off, and the beds just throw them out. And one lady goes, oh, we have a pool. (laughs) You didn't even know you had a pool. Okay, that's how bad they were distracted and how much they weren't aware of what was around them. I've heard it like this, and I I love this quote, where it says, if the enemy can't destroy you, he will distract you. If the enemy can't destroy you, he will distract you. If the devil cannot destroy you, he'll distract you with many things, especially from what God wants to do in your life and in my life. There's a great story about this in the Old Testament. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Bible, the Bible's in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, there's two parts to it. And I'm going to share a story from the Old Testament. But first, I got, a, I got a friend, Greg. You've seen him before, Greg. Let's welcome Greg up to the stage again. Greg is going to help me out here. Uh, Greg, just um, quickly give a little Fusion 412 Youth Ministry promo. When do you guys meet? Where? All that good stuff. Awesome. So we meet here Sunday nights from 6.30 to 8, and then over for Middleville and Delton Wednesday night, 6.30 to 8. So if you're in 6th through 12th grade, we'd love to have you come check it out. Awesome. Yeah, if you guys are students, I, I love Fusion 412. I lead worship with them. Uh, just a great time. So Greg is going gonna, is gonna to be my um, sucker, I mean, uh, assistant here. And I'm going to tell you about the story of Nehemiah. Does anybody know the story of Nehemiah? So basically, Nehemiah uh, is called to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And so Greg is going to be Nehemiah, and, uh, well, this is going to be a construction site, so safety first, Greg. You put that vest on there so everybody can see you. You're nice and shiny. And we're going to, he's going to build a wall out of these Duplo blocks, okay? These are like large Legos, but hurt more when you step on them, though. Yeah. So Greg's going to help me out there. So I'm going to just tell you the story about Nehemiah. And first, Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the Persian king at the time. 
And which basically what that means is he was the wine taster. So, you know, they pour the wine into the cup. Nehemiah would give a little swig. If he didn't die, they give it to the king, right? So kind of like when you guys had kids at home for COVID and they were online school, you guys were a bunch of wine tasters, right? So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. It took a second there. But look, so he, he, he felt this call from God to go rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, You see, 50 years earlier, the Babylonians came in and destroyed the city of Jerusalem. Now, 50 years later, the Israelites are coming back to the city, and they're rebuilding the city. And Nehemiah is one of three leaders in charge of rebuilding the city. And his responsibility is to rebuild the wall. And in the rebuilding effort, um, of course, uh, things were going well. They were getting it rebuilt. Um, and, And any good story... We have villains. See, all the people that lived outside the city, they didn't like what Nehemiah and, and, and the Israelites were doing, so they, they wanted to harm them. They, they were scared of what it meant that they were rebuilding the city. So we have three individuals uh, that come up to Nehemiah, and these, these guys are, they, they mean him harm. These guys are villains. Even their names sound villainous. So we got Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem. And this is what it says in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah 6, 1 through 4. It says, Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained. Though we had not yet set up the doors and the gates, so Sambalat and Geshem sent a message asking me, Nehemiah, to meet them in one of the villages in the plain of Anno. But I realized that they were plotting to harm me, so Nehemiah knew They just wanted to hurt him so he couldn't finish what God was calling him to do. So he replied by sending this message to them, I am engaged in a great work, what God has called me to do, so I can't come. Why should I stop working and come and meet you? So four times they sent the same message, and each time I, Nehemiah, gave the same reply. So four times they sent a message to Nehemiah, and four times Nehemiah gave the same reply, no, 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 no. And we have people in, like that in our own lives. When we are excited about something God may have called us to do, we have people that are distracting us, trying to distract us. And look, one of the best defenses that we have when it comes to distractions in our life, and we hold this power because we have to make a choice with distractions, is the word no. You're either going to say yes, okay, I'm going to let it distract me, or no, I'm going to keep focused on what God is calling me to be and do. And it's really simple. I'm not the most athletic person, and I'm not the most flexible person, but I think I can do it. And it starts like this. You move your head this way, and then you move your head this way. And then you go really fast. You're like, no, no, no. One of the most powerful things we have is the word no. Greg, that is an awesome wall. Man, let's let's give uh, thanks to Greg for building this sweet wall. (laughs) Yes, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we pull permits for this? No, we went full Berry County right here, people. We, without a permit. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You see... When it comes to distractions, how many times have we been with our family or friends and we're in one room and our cell phone's in the other room and you hear this or you hear this and you're all of a sudden like, dude, 
somebody needs me. So you leave what you're doing, you go over, you get the, the phone and you're on the phone and you see someone texted you and you're like, duh, 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 duh. 45 minutes have gone by and you've left what you were doing because you were distracted. And sometimes we don't even realize it. Sometimes these distractions just happen. And the truth is, it doesn't have to be a physical thing like cell phones um, or TV. It can be work. How many of us have distracted ourselves with work? It could be our addictions and our vices. It can be our insecurities. So many things in our lives can distract us. And it distracts us from what God is calling us to do and to be. Maybe, maybe a while ago, you felt God calling you to something and you started to build your wall and you're like, yeah, I got it, God. And halfway through the building effort, halfway through what you're called to do, you got distracted and you stopped and it never got finished. Maybe God called you to do something and you were scared and you were afraid and the wall never even got started. Maybe today God is saying, hey, I want you to finish that wall, just like Nehemiah. No, 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 no. Don't be distracted. Let's do what God has called us to do. And I think it's important to pause and really process what it is in our life and be aware of the things that are causing these distractions. And my hope and prayer is that we're able to recognize them, to change it and release it. And here's what I know, that God will call us to be something before he calls us to do something. So first off, God will call us to be holy, to be set apart before he calls us to do something. God will call us to be a follower of Jesus before we do something. God will call us to be present with our families, to be good fathers and mothers, to be good husbands and wives and kids. He will call us you to love others as you should, to be a good friend, to be a great influence in your school on and on. So ushers, why don't you come forward? I'm gonna have the ushers hand out a piece of paper, a three by five card, okay? And this is what I want you to do. I want you to think about and write down what's distracting you. Specifically, what is distracting you? Kids, if you want to draw a picture, draw a picture on the card. Adults, if you want to draw a picture, sure, why not? But what is distracting you? Write it down on that card. And so many things that I've mentioned can be distractions, but really... The hard distractions are the ones that come from our heart, the ones that we're allowing in our heart, like our past, our past pain, our past hurt, our current pain, our current hurt can all be distractions. The anxiety and worry can be distractions in our life. Our addictions, okay, this is where we need to be honest, the addictions in our life where we're staring at the, bo the, the bottom of a bottle we're getting high. Maybe pornography is your distraction. You need to recognize it, change it, and release it. And here's the big one for me sometimes is my anger. Anger 
can be one of those things that one, we don't even realize it's there until it just comes out. But the thing with anger is we're so unwilling to let it go because we let it feed us. And we know that when we let go of our anger, we're gonna have to face forgiving somebody, loving somebody that we don't wanna love. So maybe that's you today where you need to let go of your anger, recognize it, change it, and release it. For some of us today, and I just wanna say that we're, we're, we're looking for that, that peace and that joy that has been void in our life. And Jesus is saying, here I am. The only way to find lasting peace and joy in your life is through Jesus Christ, amen? He loves you right where you're at. Maybe today's a day where you surrender your life and your heart to the one who calls you his own Jesus. And maybe you start that journey of building a wall of what he's called you to do. Maybe you need to come back today and finish your wall and let go of all this distraction. And if you're here today and you're trying to figure out this Jesus thing and you're, you're, you're trying to figure out where you fit in, let me just first say that Jesus loves you right where you're at. It doesn't matter about your past, your present, or your future. Jesus loves you for God sent his son, Jesus, for you to die on a cross. And you are accepted and you are forgiven. And we all need to let go of the lie that the world is telling us, that distraction, that lie that we aren't good enough, that, that lie that we're never going to measure up. God knows that, and he loves us still. So let go of the distraction. Let go. So write down your unhealthy, unnecessary distractions. Process it, recognize it, change it, release it, and then put the, take that card. Put it in your pocket. Keep it with you through the week. Maybe put it on the mirror at home so you can see it and you can say, how am I doing with this? How am I being distracted by these things or am I changing it? Am I letting go of it? Because God has called us to do and be great things. This is what Paul, Silas, and Timothy uh, wrote to the church in Thessalonica, which is in Greece. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12, it says this, so we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then in the name of the Lord, Jesus will be honored because of the way you live and you will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ to live a life worthy of your call, the power to accomplish all the good things, all the great things that he's called us to do and to be. And we cannot do these things unless we are focused on him, focused on our Father in heaven who is speaking to us. So we're gonna sing some more, some more songs and as we do that process, think about what are those distractions, write them down, take them with you. Let's all finish our walls. Let's all finish our walls, what God has called you to. So God, we come before you and we, we repent. God, we 
we, we bring all these distractions that have been in our heart, have been in our lives. We give them to you, God. We give all of them to you. We surrender them to you. Help us fight against those distractions. Help us fight against our addictions, our anger, our anxiety, and our worry. Jesus. Holy Spirit, move in our lives that we are focused on you, that we can hear your voice. And when you're calling us to do something, we have the courage to step out and do it. We pray that, God. Holy Spirit, move in our lives. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love. And we love you in Jesus' name. Let's say it together. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.